There we go. Hey, yo. Two days in a row. Hey, okay, okay. Mike, turn your camera sideways, please. Yes, sir. Sideways? I wasn't ready for all that. Boom. Hey! You look, you look so much more special. <laughs> oh, that's all. That's all. Let us, let us start things off right, as we always do. What's up, world? Welcome to another, another episode of That Mo Show, music over everything with your host, Hitch Montana, and my amazing co-host. Kevin, two days in a row. Two days in a row, back to back with you. And because we've come back to back, we have another guest, not unfamiliar to the show, but maybe unfamiliar to some of our new followers. So, introduce yourself to the world once again, my friend. Yo, yo, what up, guys? <clears throat> this is your boy, Mr. Mike Thomas. Michael Thomas, Mike. Anything with the mic in it, that is me. Uh, I be holding the mic. Uh, so, yeah, came back to kick it with you guys again. I'm an artist. I make music and uh, run youth programs back up here in New York City, which I think the last time we talked, pretty sure I was living in Florida. Yes, so you now, Yeah, so now we are in the city and back home, back to where I belong. <laughs> okay. okay, so when did you when did you make the move, man? Yo, we moved up uh, last year, July, July 21st. Uh, we moved up here. Uh, my wife flew down or well, flew up. And me and my me and my good friends from like middle school, we uh we drove up together. So that's pretty much how it went down. We drove up from Florida to New York. We made some stops. We had a stop in Atlanta. And fun fact, yeah, I'm sure y'all would like this. Uh, in Atlanta, around the time we were leaving was when Kanye was doing the Donda press release and like having like the stadium uh, listening parties. So we we were able to go to the Atlanta uh, listening party at. Oh, that's the dope. Uh, what was it, the Mercedes-Benz Arena? Uh, yeah. yeah, and it was interesting. It was interesting. It, it was It was, It was. was interesting. It was cool. Interesting in a good way, interesting in a bad way. So two things, I ain't gonna lie, I kind of expected more from Kanye. I think that the second, the second release party, I mean, the second listening party he did, it was so dope. And I was like, why couldn't I go to this one? This one looked like it was well-fledged out. The first one was a scrimmage. This one was like the real game. Um, but then while we were there, I, and I, to this day, I've never seen anything like this before in my life. You would see people like raising, raising their hands in worship to, to God. <clears throat> and then like right behind them, like, let's say if I'm right here praising God right behind them, you'll see someone smoking weed. And I just, I've never seen that before in my life. <laughs> like I was like, dang, yo, Atlanta is different. Like, do this at church uh, so it, it was wild that that was i was wild it was still a fun experience and just being in a room with everybody it was cool uh but yeah smoking and praising it praising god at the same time never never seen that before uh, so, power to the most high right <laughs> yo brandon it's so good to see you man Yo, see. yo, yo, Mike, good to see you too, man. I'm glad New York's going good for you, bud. Absolutely. 
Well, I will say this to kick things off. It is uh, it is a pleasure to have you back on the show with us again. This time it's live. You know, last time we were we were recorded. Um, and for those who who follow us, you guys, we're all this at the first interview is on is on YouTube. Uh, but now you guys get to catch us live. So all the antics and everything else are one time, one time only. You know, after this, you may not see it again. You'll hear it again, but you won't see it again. Um, but let me start off with, with this, man. It it has been a while since you've been on. It has been close. It's been just about over a year. What's been going on with you? What's new? Uh, I joined the Brandon Club. I am a dad. Uh, All right. Congratulations to you. Congratulations. Got, got a young one. She's one years old now. Uh, I don't got a picture of how she looks currently, but she is one years old and she's great. She's fun. Her name is Aaliyah, named her after the R&B legend. So I was a big fan back in the day. And I was like, yo, let's just call her this. Um, and honestly, we couldn't think of any other name. Like it just worked. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So she she's great. We love her. Like I said, we moved to the city and moved back to New York City. I live in Harlem now. I used to, I was born and raised in the Bronx, but now we live in Harlem. So not too far from the Bronx, but it's 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 really dope here. I love, love, love like all my neighbors, all the people. Everybody's, everybody's great. And uh, we are slowly trying to buy a home this year. That's a big goal. Uh, and trying to start our own business uh, is another big goal as well. So we're trying to do it step by step. First step is buy a home. Let's get that going. After that, next step is starting our own thing. But we want to make sure we secure a spot first <laughs> before we try to change stuff up. Uh, so yeah, man, that, that's that's pretty much what it is right now. And right now, the missus and my daughter, they are currently in Florida. And they're going to be in Florida for the next three weeks. Oh. So yeah. <laughs> One time. I say that now. All I'm going to do is just sit home and play the PlayStation a little bit more. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that should be cool. But yeah, that's, that's pretty much it, man. And we have been writing. I'm just waiting for the time, the best time to get back into the studio. For those listening, I made a song called For Daughters. Um, and if, if you have a daughter or if you know a daughter, send it to them. All three of us got daughters. Yeah, I was about to I was about to say, yeah, he has the song he made for his daughters though. Hey, and for the people that maybe this is their first time maybe being witness to Mike Mr. Mike Thomas. Um if you go back in the archives, we have the interviews on podcasts. It might be on YouTube too. But I know it's on podcasts. And he got honorable mention and the first time we did our albums of the year from me. So he did, he did. Twenty twenty, I believe. It was twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. Yo, and let me tell you, Brandon, to make the honorable mention, I was like, wow. For you, for you, because I'm like, I, I, I take your opinion very, very, very seriously. I remember when we was working together at the YMCA. I don't know if y'all know, but me and Brandon, we go way back to like working at the Y back in twenty sixteen, making eight oh five an hour. Throwback. Yo, you don't even want to know how much they make right now. You don't even want to know. Oh, are we doing that good? Yeah. <laughs> we love That's it. a different story for a different day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I coach over there, and uh, yeah, 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 yeah. 
man, we'd probably still be there if we were making what they make now back then. We'd probably still be there. Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, man. So, yeah, I, I take, I remember all those conversations on music we had. So it's dope to make the top, I guess I ain't make top five, but it was, if it was the top six, top You were six. Five, yeah, you're number six. We good. We good. Listen, six man is just important. Just as important. When you're playing sports, you're in the sixth man is, is a valuable guy. Manu Ginobili was pretty good. Right. You know, Manu Ginobili was pretty good. And Jamal Crawford was pretty good, too. Jamal pretty Crawford, good. Lou Williams. Lemon Pepper Lou. Them six men, them six men are valuable. I will say this, Mike. Uh, the Barbershop. Let me say that. That is a that is an awesome track, man. I appreciate it. That is a that is a very well done track. I love the black and white imagery in the music video. I love the throwback feel that it gives you. Um, you know, going back into as a childhood, get, as a child getting your hair cut, you know, growing up getting your hair cut, and everybody looking at you like, oh, that's the guy. Mm -hmm. You got that fresh cut on you now. You looking good. You know what it represented. Uh, not only to as a person, but especially to the black culture. So I definitely appreciate you making that song. Yo, it was really fun, man. I got the idea. First of all, my, shout out to my barber in Florida. Uh, his name is Prince. If y'all are on Professor P, look him up. He's great. And I just, one day I was just sitting with him. I was like, yo, has there ever been like a spoken word or a video just about the barbershop? Like, I know we got a movie about the barbershop, but have you ever had this before? And he was like, man, I don't think so. And I said, yo, let's do this. So I just threw the idea out there. He told me some things to include. And yeah, we just rocked out. And the videographer, he's the one that really set it off. His name is Freddie. Uh, if y'all want to look him up, at Roses are Fred. Uh, he was the one that, he, he was just a genius behind the lenses. So it, it, it was a perfect marriage. It was really dope. <clears throat> Good stuff, man. Now, also, you you got the uh, you got the breakdowns of hip hop um, on your YouTube channel as well. The the are you are you going more towards the route of breaking down hip hop? Yeah, so I'm gonna start doing that some more now that my wife and my child is gone for the next three weeks. <laughs> uh, really, and, and y'all probably know it's when it comes to like editing videos, it just takes so much time. And it's not even the filming part, it's the editing part that really, really takes the time. So I haven't had the time to really do it, but over these next three weeks, I'm gonna take advantage of it. So yes, um, that's gonna happen and it's gonna be more consistent. My goal, the reason why I kind of stopped and pulled back is I'm like, I, I just haven't found a, a good rhythm yet. So, so let me pull back, recalibrate. And I'm going to use these three weeks as like my launching pad of like filming a ton of con a, a ton of uh, content and then kind of letting them go throughout the months of the year. I already filmed one. Uh, I already got one on Little Wayne and I'm excited to release that one. I just haven't done it yet, but I, I got one. I got one. Next one after that, I'll let y'all know right here. First time exclusive. We're going to do T-Pain right after. Oh, T-Pain. Had some bars. T-Pain, he did some things. He did some I was things. just watching T-Pain's TikTok today. Yo, his intro to his, like, video game, uh, his theme channel? On Twitch? Fire. Yeah. 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 Fire. I listen to his, uh, his podcast, which I guess is the show, and then they make it, they take the audio, like what we do. 
Mm-hmm. Whereas like his show, and they'll have like the guest on, and then they just rip the audio. Mm-hmm. I think it's like NPR does it or something. Got you, got you. But T Pain is just a dope individual. Yeah, he's he's great. He is great. Mike, have you have you done any acting before? Because like your your camera presence is on point. I gotta say that, man. When when I see you, when I'm watching some of your videos, man, I'll be I'll be looking at Mike like. Have you done a couple of commercials? Yo, so my acting credits, I got two. I got two acting credits in high school. And I see my boy, uh, Bacon Rules 23 has joined. Uh, he, I think we, we went to high school together, so he probably remembers this. But in high school, um, we did The Wiz, you know, like the black version of The Wizard of Oz. We, we did that, and I was Tin Man. So I did that in 10th grade. And then uh, I think once I got my old church actually up here in the Bronx when I was like, yeah, high school, I think. Do y'all remember those old Super Bowl commercials when like it was like the Super Bowl mixed with the office when like the linebacker, the linebacker would just tackle people, just random office people for no reason. So I played the linebacker one time with a skit. And I just, I was just tackling folks. But outside of that, um, <laughs> I just be on YouTube, <laughs> just seeing how other people do it. And like, all right, well, they look pretty good. Let me just copy them. I got you. But your, your mimic game is very strong. I will say that. <laughs> very strong. I will say that. Um, now, Kat, do you, do you, do you want to hop into? I'm going to let you explain it because you're the intro guy. I'm the intro guy. I mean, Okay, I'll, I'll okay. I'll, I'll set the dialogue. Okay, so for those who are tuning in with us today, the reason why we're all here is because there has been a uh, massive conversation taking place over the last few weeks, where our our our, our chart topper Jack Harlow is currently getting a lot of backlash due to the fact that he is of a different skin color. And because of his different skin color, he is getting a lot of notoriety to where his music is blowing up. Some say it's because he's actually talented. Other people are saying that it is because of the majority factor. We're here to, we're here, the three of us are here together to break this down, shine some light on the topics, keep it classy, with the, but at the same time, maybe give you some truth. Ken, this is your favorite topic thus far. So this is, this is my favorite topic going on two years. So I want you to go ahead and start it off. Tell us where you're at. All right. So for everybody viewing, I think this is the third time we've done this, but this. Hitch and I both agreed that we need more than I think we talked about for like ten minutes the first time and a couple minutes with uh in G Sway's interview. Yeah. So for y'all that don't know, what happened was when Glamorous was making its rounds, well, it's called First Class, right? Right. It's, yeah. So when First Class, like the preview was making its rounds, there was a video that was actually, I rewatched the video today. It was a response to another video the same guy had made that talks about Jack Harlow differently than in the second video. But what they were saying in was that white rappers can make well we can quote the uh, punch not punch top dog that a rapper can make a c plus track and be popular i'm paraphrasing now 
and it blow up versus a, a black artist have to try harder to make a track and it not be as good. Right. I want to respond to Punch's things first. Or Top Dog, not Punch. I don't know why I keep saying Punch. It could be the same person. I don't know. I'm it, was punch. To... it was Punch you said. Punch, okay. So well, I'm responding. I want to respond to that first. What was the article for Punch? It was a tweet. It was a tweet. Okay. So start with that. I think TDE is still upset that Macklemore won those grams. <laughs> <laughs> so I, that's just because it, it keeps coming up. Like, over time, it comes up, and they're like, oh, well, Macklemore told Kendrick he was sorry. Okay. Which is I weird. I think in that one, I think in that one, it wasn't just Good Kid My City there. It was nothing was the same right now. I don't know if that was the Drake album. There's a Drake album there. Uh, Holy Grail, the Jay-Z album was in there. Good Kid, Mad City, The Heist, and then whatever. I don't remember what the fifth album was. So he beat all of them. I think that's really when this conversation started. was like, how did he get all the rap Grammys that year? They're like, oh, probably because he's white. But I that was just to respond to that. So I think this is completely false. I even wore, hold on, I even wore the white Cadney shirt for my uh, majority <laughs> brother. Wow. White hey, is this an exclusive? I don't know. A lot of white. people might not have ever seen the white Cadney shirt. They see the black one all the time. Oh, man, that would be a good episode. So, but I think it's false. I think in rap, everybody has where somebody's microwaved. You know, Gucci Gang. Not a very talented song. Very garbage song. It blows up. We see that, but you see that in all genres. Um, the William Hung, for people that remember American Idol back in the day, where he was like a star because he couldn't sing. So you're going to get those with just how popularity works. But for me personally, to be in the game and to stay relevant in the game, you have to be talented. It's not, oh, wait, this white guy isn't doesn't make great music, but he'll stay around forever. It doesn't work that way. The game doesn't work that way, and it doesn't matter what your race is. I mean, we look at all the SoundCloud rappers. After J. Cole made the Kids on Drugs album, and he was talking about how they're not going to last, and then we slowly see all of them falling off. And, I mean, honestly, none of them were white. So what's the what would be the argument, the counter-argument for them? Uh, we look at six nine, who was topping the charts. He goes through. He goes through. Now he doesn't top the charts anymore. I six believe nine, he's uh, not white, right? I believe he's Mexican. Go ahead. He's Mexican. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I believe isn't Lil Pump Mexican too? Yes. Oh, so there's a whole different conversation right there. We were talking about privilege, um, but I just think for my first go around, I just think that you have to be talented in order to stay around. But when we come back around to me, I will say something that I do think white rappers do better than any other race of rappers. So, but I'll pass the ball. Mike, take it away. Yeah, man. So I've been going back and forth. Um, I actually looked up some list of like the top 20, top 25 greatest white rappers of all time. <laughs> then I looked up like the greatest white rappers presently. And honestly, man, I, I can't, like, it seems like it's an easy 
blanket statement to make that white rappers just do better, but I I can't really agree with it because the the data just don't back it up. The only person who I could really look at and say, okay, maybe, but I can't even look at that. And that's like, that's Eminem. And I look at Eminem and I'm like, he's such an anomaly. Like he's, to me, Eminem isn't the rule for white rappers. To me, Eminem is the exception where like, he just had the perfect combo of backing where he had Dr. Dre behind him and he had like the perfect uh a perfect runway of a release. Dr. Dre at that time was at like the top of his powers. Uh, like Dr. Dre is huge now. He just did a Super Bowl. But like in 99, 2000, or like even just the 90s going up in the 2000s, like Dr. Dre was basically like on top of the world. There's nothing he could do, he could do no wrong. So I, I can't even use Eminem as an example, although I will say it ain't no other rapper really selling 30 million records on one album but at, at, still at the time a lot of I, I would say hip-hop was probably the most profitable in terms of album sales between like if you look at like 98 to 2003 where you had people like Ja Rule going crazy DMX released two albums in the same year and it went crazy um, and it both went like multi-platinum 50 Cent we all know he went platinum in, in one week um, so many people just at that Jay-Z, like he's just always been great. Like is there's so many people at that time was just was just blowing up. Even I I'm looking I've been listening to a lot of Jada Kiss over this last weekend and I looked up some of his numbers and I'm like, yo, for a person who's a street rapper, he definitely went platinum <laughs> back in the day. So it's like it's it's not I can't really point to like I can't even look at Eminem and say, Oh, it's cause he's white, but at that time, everybody was selling crazy. Dr. Dre's 1999 sold eight million, I believe. He don't even rap, <laughs> and you know he and that sold eight mil. So this, I'm I bring all that up to say I know we're probably gonna touch on Eminem at some point. I can't even look at him as like, well, look, look what Eminem. I can't. Even look at that. Um. So the only thing I can think of today. Uh, in, I guess, the case of Jack Harlow, um, there's always, like, there's always been popular, trendy music, and then there's always been the good, conscious, the, I'm not even going to say good or bad, but there's always been the conscientious music that doesn't get as much streams, and then you always have the pop music that gets all the streams. That's, that's, that's just always been the case in hip-hop for forever, and I don't think Jack Harlow isn't, like, any different in that regard. So I want to say, I want to say no, but I do. Yes. I'm just going to say no. I don't think, I don't think white rappers benefit more at, at a larger scale. And there's some names I'm going to bring up in a little bit. I'll, I'll do that later. Uh, but yeah, I'll say that for round two, like how Brandon did. So there is no, so that you're saying that there is no, both of you, just to make sure we're all clear, both of you are saying there is no white privilege in music. And hip-hop. 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 Well, hip -hop. I would say this, though. I would say this. Now, the record companies, the record labels, that's a different story. <laughs> where, where they benefit the most off of black music. Absolutely. That's a totally different conversation, I think. We're not talking about artists. I mean, we're not talking about record labels. So they yeah. benefit way more off of black art than I would even say black artists do. But I know that's not the conversation for today. So, Carrie. Yeah. 
But that's a conversation for a different day because I could go in on that piece too. Yeah, we're not gonna go into the the. Well, I'll get us. I'll get us. Shut up. Do that if we get into the industry side of things and how they profit from it. Cad Cad will go on a whole tangent. We will have a whole hour just for him to go ahead and and uh, give his dissertation on on the music industry. That's my first round too. Yeah, the music industry as as how they have profited off of black success but i will go ahead and say this um my viewpoint is i i'm torn between whether or not there is white privilege in the hip-hop in, in the hip-hop industry when it comes to the white artists there's a part of me that sees the artists as uh as some of these white artists as yes they do profit off of the fact that they've gotten to the hip-hop realm and they 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 because a lot of them blow up e very easily um, you've got Vanilla Ice. Let's take it back that far. We got Vanilla Ice. You got well. Let's start to take it back further. We've got Beastie Boys. Beastie Boys pop off and they get their name. They get their stompings. Uh, Russell Simmons goes ahead and I mean signs them and they make some noise. But I would say they're this. They're in the same realm as Eminem. They're the anomalies, right? They are. They are considered one, arguably one of the greatest hip hop crews that exists. Um, but then you have Vanilla Ice, and he comes out with his one-hit wonder, Ice Ice Baby. He drops a whole album that's rap, but it does nothing. He only has one album. I mean, he only has one song that takes him the rest of his career. You have the Insane Posse crew, and Insane Clown Posse, um, who blow up as well with another one-hit wonder track. You oh, have oh, hey, keep keep them in there. They're, they're my second round. Okay, you got you got you got Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. At one point in time, Funky Cole Medina, you see, so they're they they and they all seem to to chart really fast. They all seem to chart really fast, and then they fell off. Now, Cad, you made you made the the comparison between Lil Pump and Six Nine, but I, that's almost as that's almost like using the comparison of. Uh, Rich Homie Quan and maybe some of the others and and Blueface maybe because a lot of them come out and they hit they have some they have some great songs but then they fall off. Um, however, you like to use Macklemore a lot and Macklemore and that's probably the one person who I feel like had the most privileged uh, moment in time and the reason why is because he came out with an album that was so neutral or so liberal i would say so, I, I shouldn't have said liberal though shouldn't have said liberal because it's very political when you say liberal but it was so for the times let me put it like that it was so for the times and the type of music that he was making it was so inspirational for the times that that when it came out and then he wins album of the year which made a big controversy made a made a big issue here we are now with jack carlo now i again i consider jack carlo to be one of the anomalies uh along with eminem and the beastie boys the reason why is because i actually listen to jack carlo and he can actually spit i'm not listening to an artist who doesn't have any real talent i'm not listening to an artist who actually can't put pen to paper and come up with a hit he's actually really good uh, so listening to him, I kind of get a sense of actual talent. 
his song is an actual catchy song. His music is actually worth listening to. Nail Shop is good right now. Uh, Nail Tech. Nail Tech, yes. Nail Tech is good right now. Um, First Class is good. The other songs that he's had on the radio. He dropped the, he dropped the trailer today with Topanga in it. Okay, okay. So his first album was was good as well. So I don't see anything wrong. I don't see anything on his side that would allow me to believe that, hey, man, it, there's there's some privilege coming in. Now, on the other side of things, I will say that it does, a lot of it comes down to, like you, like you both say, do you got it or not? Are you talented? Let me ask this question to the both of you. This is a very, this is a very specific uh, question. Does Post Malone have talent? He's not a rapper, but says, he does have talent. Says who though? He does. He didn't make rap music. He called himself. He said he wasn't a rapper. He he has said from the very beginning they wasn't. Nah, if you if you look at Post Malone. I remember when he like first came out, not Y Iverson, but maybe it was uh Rocks maybe it was Rockstar. But on World Star, you know World Star was popping back in the day. For the young kids, y'all don't know what World Star was, you missed the whole movement. I it's mean, still World around, Star but still, it ain't the same. World Star's still somewhat relevant. But um they good. actually posted like his uh, one of his music videos before he got noticed and he made like electronic music. So was it just because he was a white dude that had braids and made a song called White Iverson that we just threw him into the rap? I mean, it played all over rap stations when it came out. Yeah, but it was a top 40 song. And even rap stations play top 40s. They play Justin Bieber on rap stations. And it's called R&B. Justin Bieber is definitely a rapper. <laughs> <laughs> He's definitely a spitter. <laughs> but... Uh, but Mike is is Post Malone is Post Malone does is Post Malone a rapper? Uh, according to Wikipedia, <laughs> uh, they, well, according to Wikipedia, he is classified as a rapper, singer, and songwriter. So I don't know if I actually ever heard him rap per se. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't spit, man. He just does melodics. Yeah, and and that's the thing, and that's where hip hop is like kind of. I guess grown and changed over the years where there is so much of melodic rap. I'm thinking of uh, you know, Triple X, I'm thinking of Juice World, where uh that's just what it is now. Like that and you know you know you can think for that? Kanye West. Kanye West and K Cuddy, whenever they came out with the eight oh eights and when they came out with the Man on the Moon, that whole oh eight, oh nine, around that time where like melodic raps kind of became a thing. And then Drake said, oh, that's, I could do that and took off with it and kind of infused it. So it's a fusion. I, but at the same time, I don't think I've ever heard Post Malone like just straight up rap. Yeah, uh, we've, we've heard Kid Cudi rap. I've heard Kid Cudi rap, but obviously yeah. I've heard Kid Cudi rap. I don't think I've ever heard Post Malone rap. Uh, but as far as talent goes, I mean, he just seems like a standard industry person who knows how to create songs that could be radio friendly. And I guess I think that is a talent in and of itself. Like to do that is you, you got to have some type of skill. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm not trying to put him up there with like the top the tops of all times so or of even his own era. Um, 
So yeah, if that answers the question. Yes, he's he's talented and he knows how to play the charts. Like how Drake is also talented in that type of way. But yeah, he ain't no he ain't no Anderson Pack. You know, he ain't no uh who Anderson Pack is a person who I would say raps and sings. Like he does that for sure. Uh so he, he's not that, you know, or Todd the creator or whoever else. So yeah, I think he's just a standard industry person. Like about as standard as they come to me. Yeah, he's just a pulp artist. Yeah. Okay. So the other issue that has been arising is that with all the controversy that stems from being a white rapper in hip hop, a lot of them cross genres, meaning that they hop over to pop or they hop over to rock. We've seen it with NGK doing the um, alternative music. We've seen Iggy Azalea go over to electronic. We've seen Post Malone go over to pop. We've seen who else is it? We I guess I found out that um the kid Leroy was a rapper at some point in time and then ended up going over to pop. And then you got G Easy who no longer does I don't even know G Easy. I think G Easy is probably the only white privilege argument you could have. You yeah. think so? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yo, hey, pass me the rock so I can go more until I hit this three from the corner. Break, break, wait, wait, break down the G Easy. I haven't heard this one. You never broke down this one to me. Cause he made, cause the so the tweet was or the the video about Jock Harlow that had to do with white rappers is that they make mediocre music and can succeed. So by that definition, you get G Easy. He makes mediocre music, and I was I was going through lists today trying to see because I have a list of white rappers in my head and all of them are talented in their own way, so they don't fit this argument for me mm -hmm. but i did find another one and i was like i don't know man i don't know if he's white privilege or if it's like something that i'm gonna say in my round two whenever i get the rock pass back to me but yellow wolf privilege but who's the yellow wolf right now yellow wolf went platinum and had one of the top selling cds and no one even knew it dropped when? When? How long ago was this? Yeah. Because I know, I know. We're, we're working out the why. Oh, bro, that was, Obama was president. I mean, okay. Okay, so <laughs> freshman class year. So that was his freshman class year. No, nah, no, nah, it was after. Uh, his one album. Are you talking about Love Story? I don't know what it's called. Love Story went. It's like his second or third one. Love Story is his third one, and it went gold. That's his most successful album. It went gold. Okay, so I was about to say, it was that one. It was gold. It wasn't platinum. It was my bad. When he go gold, <laughs> I mean, when he go platinum. I, I can, I can, I can accept platinum. I can accept the gold album that he had, but saying that he had a platinum album and nobody knew about it, that that's that's different. But it was gold. Um, cool. But was Yellow cool. Wolf, come on now, Yellow Wolf was signed to Aftermath at some point in time. You yeah, so he could have rode the Eminem coattail. I mean, he had the similarities. Because it wasn't the slaughterhouse code, so the similarities. Were what there. happened with them? The similarities were there, so I will give you that. However, he was a good rapper. He was an okay rapper. You are sick. Let me pass. Let me pass. Well, hold on, let's talk about let me, songs. Let me, let me go. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. It went to can make mediocre music, <clears throat> so he could be a good rapper because he could spit. 
But we can say that about every battle rapper, and a lot of them can't make songs. Yeah, sure. So, but that's, but that's that's a different conversation. We're not talking about battle rappers. Yeah, it's a totally different conversation. We're not talking about rappers. Because battle rappers are probably the best rappers ever. So battle rappers. I mean even the white battle rappers they're are, they're good at one style of rapping. They're good at what they do. Yeah. Because Carter Deems is a white, he's very white rapper, and he is nasty at rapping in his style. A Ward, another one. He's dope at rapping. He's a white guy. And uh, the little short guy that Carter Deems battles. But I, I think I think in the battle rap world, they're they're played at an even playing. There are I think in battle rap it comes they're at an even not playing. what you look like. They're at an even playing field in battle rap. There there is no yeah, that, you're that, greater or not. It's because you're because of your privilege. There's nothing like that. If you can if you can rap and you got the bars to do so, then that's all. Yeah, that that's a niche crowd for sure. And I yeah. now I'm thinking about it. There was a white battle rapper who said the N word. <laughs> he got rocked. So yeah, that white privilege ain't work out too well. <laughs> right. It's a yeah, but battle rap started with uh its popularity started with a lot of white rappers back in the MySpace days. Like Lush One, who's part of King of the Dot. He was one of like the OGs, Thesaurus, Organic, who I guess I think he owns King of the Dot. All white dudes. I don't know. Are you talking about? I may have to push back on that because battle rap has always existed in hip hop. Like, well, I'm talking about the any of the old heads. They all say the same thing. It was battle rapping in the parks, like in the nineties. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I meant the the popularity, like the mainstream popularity. You meant you meant the the marketing, the monetizing. The, I meant the king of the dots. The well, Smack didn't have any. I don't got any white rappers, but. It was the MySpace days where I forgot what it was called, like World Domination or something I like thought that. Smack that was turned like into the King of the Battle Rap scene. Well, first nah, there was another one that had the Source and Lush One and all them. Mm -hmm. But this ain't a Battle Rap history lesson. Yeah, Pass me the rock. We will we'll have that topic on another day. Back to the, the topic at hand, though. Going to your round two. All right. Fast the raw. Let's hit this three from the corner. All right. First, I was thinking about it on why do not just white rappers, but rappers in general stay. And in one of our past episodes, I listed a couple of white rappers. And I sat and thought about those rappers. And I was like, what makes them stand out from your average rapper? So for y'all that missed that episode, it was... Young Gravy, Jack Harlow, Lil Dicky, Macklemore, <clears throat> Mac Miller. I think it was those five. I don't think I went past these. You five. said they stay? No, no. Here's what they do differently. And then I was thinking about them compared to like, yeah, a typical SoundCloud rapper that didn't make it, right? I think what white rappers do different than maybe their counterparts and it has more so to do with rap in general. So you can't, I can't hold it against black artists because if we're being a hundred, just because you're black and you rap, you're automatically a drug dealer. It starts out, oh, he's a drug dealer or a gangster. And then you got to kind of work your way out of that. Right. Mm -hmm. But what right rappers do is that they're very good. And you brought up ICP. They're a perfect example, actually, for what I'm going to say. They're really good 
at developing their brand and sticking to that brand. So you said ICP, but what you actually missed about ICP is that ICP is famous because of their fans, the Juggalos. Well, their fans, the yeah, Juggalos. It's just the way Tech Nine is famous because they well, the Juggalos, the Juggalos are so massive that they were considered like a gang by the FBI or like a terrorist group. Is how big the Juggalos are, and that's just the fan base for ICP. And what was ICP's brand? A. We're clowns. We're dressed up like clowns, and we say it's like borderline horrorcore rap. And we have a wild, rambunctious fan base. We go crazy. We have fun. We have the festival, right? Then Strange Music, I think, piggybacks off of that when we talk about Tech Nine and everybody that's over there, kind of piggyback off that idea. They, I think they share the same fans, like the fans intertwine there. Um, Lil Dicky, how does Lil Dicky come to the world? He makes the song rapping about the girl that he meets at the club or he sees in line at the club and how he spends the rest of his life with her. But he comes as, oh, he's funny. And then he sticks around where most of his songs are like a scene, like a movie to me. So you have Professional Rapper with Snoop Dogg, where it, that song is about him going to, I guess, like the label and meeting with Snoop Dogg and talking to him about being a professional rapper. And it's mapped out that way. Uh, the song with the brain, where he's talking about he has sex with the girl and then they're having like the post-sex talk and they're just talking about random things. Y'all know that song? Yeah, I know the song. Okay. So he's sticking with that brand. We know him from making videos and rapping on the videos, like little comedy skits, to sticking to that with his music. Jack Harlow. Jack Harlow is a smooth dude. So every time you see him in an interview, smooth dude. You see him on the barbershop with LeBron, smooth dude. All his music, pretty smooth. All fits into his brand. Young Gravy wants to be your stepdad. So everything he does revolves around, hey, I like MILFs and I'm going to be your stepdad. Right? So you're saying that they stick because they have gimmicks. No, it's not gimmicks. They stick it's to their brand. No, they stick, they stick to their brand versus rappers like to kind of, brand, well, black rappers would branch out and just try different things right a black rapper to be honest if we saw a black rapper well first off if Lil Dicky was black and his name was Lil Dicky and it was a black dude rapping about that we want to take him serious well I, I, I think <laughs> people don't take Lil Dicky serious y'all know what I'm saying though for a black artist like I said they have to looking at a black rapper they're like oh he's a gangster Lil oh, Dicky could could have been a black artist. It, that name could have been a black artist name, and it would have and it would have taken off. Old dirty bastard. That was a different dirty So here's the difference, though. We can't use old dirty bastard. That was part of the Wu Tang Clan. Because <laughs> there's no father to his style. That's what he wanted to be called. <laughs> but it's difficult to use. Like when Hitch brought up Beastie Boys, it's difficult at that time because there's not a, a huge amount of rappers at that time there's not a huge competition for your attention especially beastie boys because who was beastie boys run dmc we're talking about def jam just starting rick rubin i think new run dmc and matt russell simmons and you're like yeah, hey let's start live, pushing in the same apartment yeah let's start pushing these people out 
yeah, they're Rick Rubin and Russell Simmons were in complete control of who we knew were rappers back then. So I have to discount Beastie Boys. Wu-Tang's time, I mean, there's more artists there. We have East Coast, West Coast going on, but there's still, it's not like today where we're probably getting five or six new rappers every single day. I gotta, I gotta go ahead and disagree with you um, on the Lil Dicky part because one of the things that Lil Dicky has the hardest time in when it comes to the music is his brand. And the reason why is because his brand is so unlike what the rest of hip hop is. It makes him, it makes him unique. But yeah, what Lil Dicky has. Listen, I love him. I love, I love Lil But Dickie. what Lil Dicky has going for him is that he has his brand. And then he goes to, like, Funkmaster Flex. And he'll freestyle there. Right. And he shows off his actual... Spitting bars. And he's still with this brand. He'll go to Tim Westwood. Spitting bars. Still with his brand. Mike, Maybe you... it's a level of comfort. Lil Dicky's comfortable with who he is. And he's just going with it. Go ahead. What was you about to say? Mike, how you feel? Uh, to Brandon's point, I'm trying to remember what the, the main overarching point was. Oh, they had, they're, they're better at building brands. Yeah, I, 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 I 100% disagree. Because, <laughs> I mean, I can, like, off the top of my head, I can name, like, 10 rappers who came out over the last, I'd say, 10 years who have brands that still last and they are doing a great job with their brand. Um, or just putting other rappers on. Um, so I don't, I don't know how, I don't know, I don't think I would agree with that. Although I think Little Dicky, but Little Dicky isn't the first rapper to have a TV show. Like, he's not the first one to do that. He's one, one of the most recent ones, but he's not the first yeah, one. Yeah, but Little Dicky was already, I think, cemented in before his TV show. And that's fine, but like, there's still other rappers who, who, if you want to look at their skill levels or their popularity, um, who are black, who are as successful with the streams or wh whichever way. I mean, I guess with him calling himself Lil Dicky, kind of just making fun of himself, that that is a brand. But I mean, there I can I'm trying to think like there are other rappers who do that as well too. Like Tyler Creator is a person who I think who stays really close to his brand. And he has no problem. He's hilarious in all of his live shows. He's, he is hilarious. And I don't think he really strays away from who he is. As a matter of fact, the one time where he tried to stray away, and I think y'all seen that video when Drake pulled up to his concert and his people, they, they just booed him. And, like, when would you ever see Drake get booed at a concert? Like, most time, most people would be happy. But Tyler fans are like, wait a minute, like, that like there's Tyler the Creator and that type of sound, and then the Drake aesthetic is just totally different. So, I, I would disagree, man. I, I think there are other rappers who stick to their brand and are very successful from, uh, because of it. With Tyler being like the biggest example that I can for sure think of. But Tyler's brand has changed, though. How's his brand changed? Because he, he went from being he went from getting doing dark. Shock value, right? Dark, yeah, dark shock value music, music like Yonkers biting off the ropes and then throwing up in the music video to now he works with Pharrell and he does more music that is catered to how he feels, what he's going through in life. Um, but he still, but wait, wait, but he still does, he still does the shock value stuff. Not, not to the extent that not, he, not it wasn't like when Odd Future first came on there ripping their teeth out and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. 
Transylvania comes out and he's talking about, you know, having sex with girls on that period and things like that. Uh, he's, he's, he's very, very, very out there in the past when he first comes out compared yeah, to doing something with a pregnant chick and telling his friends he had a threesome. Right. Now, now when we speak to, when we speak about brands and keeping their brands, Drake, I would say would probably be a better one. Because Drake's has kept the same cane, the same style all the way through. He hasn't changed. Now, but you, Brandon, you, I mean, Kat, you also said that um, you also mentioned how the reason why they stay is because of their brands. But but I that's mean, for everybody. Well, listen, listen. I'll name Jay Z. Jay Z has changed his brand a few times. Now, Jay Z went from talking about being on the block to now talking about how he's come up with his family and, and become successful and the many things that come with being successful. He doesn't even, he, he very rarely touches about being on the street. Yeah. But Jay-Z has been around for 20 years. I hope he's not Pusha T who drives about the same thing. That's 44 years old. Talking about the same thing when he's 18. What's wrong with that? Right. When we're talking but about at some point. So hold on. We'll go back to, let's go back to Tyler. So with Tyler, his brand changed because he grew up and his brand changed for the better. Because if he was still rapping about the same thing, he wouldn't have just gotten album of the year from, I think, Complex gave him album of the year. And, I, that, and, and I'm, I, I, that's I, growth, though. But, but with Pusha T, it's one thing if what he does, if, it'll be one thing if he didn't do it well. Like if he was just trash at it, then I'm like, all right. But Can like Pusha T, trash. we can't even put Pusha T in the same category as. The peoples that you just mentioned, like Tyler Creator's mainstream, Lil, Lil Dicky was mainstream, Drake is mainstream. Pusha T has stayed in that lane, and that has been his niche, his niche, like his whole career. And he himself has said, The reason why I don't deviate, like no, he said, no one ever goes to a Martin Scorsese film and not expect to watch uh, uh, a crime or mob mafia film. No one ever goes to a movie and say, Wait, wait, this isn't. This isn't a uh, casino. This isn't taxi. This isn't uh, the departed. It, like, wait, why is he not doing what he normally always does? You go to Martin Scorsese because you know what you're going to get. And the same, Pusha T has that same mentality. You, you come to me, you know what you're going to get. And that's, and it's worked. Daytona was fire. My name is my name. <laughs> like, those albums are great. So, like, I, I can't. No, Daytona's the Kanye one. That's the Drake, the Drake disses back and forth. That one was straight, but this last one was not good. You almost mean, dry. Well, that's you. That's probably you. I liked it. I liked my name was my name. I liked uh, his. What was the one that came out after my name was my name? Uh, numbers, like, on, numbers on the board. Was numbers on the board? I'm I'm on, I'm on the PC. Uh, Darkest before dawn. I thought that was. Like, but my name was my name. I, I was a big fan of that. I like Daytona a lot. Uh, and it's almost dry. I'm still giving that a, a few more listens, but I thought it was cool. I was kind of disappointed in neck and wrist. I, I thought Jay Z would have went a little bit harder. I thought Push would have a little. Wow, harder. Man, we actually we actually praised Jay Z forever. That's that the best was, song on that album. That was a dope verse. No, I'll tell you what though, Pusha T does not have the worst album since Future's. By the way, by the way, he had he had. If you listen to the verse again, because I sent Cad like I sent Cad some um, um, genius verses and from from that from that song, and he's actually breaking down like some previous conversations from Phase on Love and some other artists. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, so you know, so you know. Okay, okay, so you know. The phase I'm on, I yeah. wouldn't even need the, like that. That was fine. That was fine. Yeah. Now there's fine. some triple entendres in there that I missed the first okay. time. But but let's 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 circle back to the original topic at hand because we're we're getting into black artists and branding and everything else. the the main The main discussion is white rappers, and with white rappers being a part of the hip hop dynamic and the hip hop culture, the conversation at hand is whether or not it's talent over privilege. Now, again, both of you have have I think all three of us agree that. It is mainly talent over privilege, but mm-hmm. it. I I I I hear Cat saying that it is only talent and not privilege, with the exception of G Easy. Am I correct? I think there is more privilege. Privilege is such a weird word in this, like thing in this conversation but i think there's more opportunity for black artists than white artists i i can strongly disagree with you on that because i feel like i feel like when you're a black artist you have you're very selective on what you can rap about before you blow up um you rap about whatever you want when you're a black artist no like lil nas x no Listen, Made a country song. Name, name, name 10 artists, okay. 10 black artists that do not rap about drugs, sex, or violence. And there you go. So hold on. Now you're going back to what I had said to start my branding. Thing. Get what you, listen, I know what you talked about. So you went right we back to what I said. We've talked several times about this. We've talked several times children, about this. Children, please. So you're telling but, me, if I took a picture and said I'm a rapper, what's the first thing that comes to, to the mind? Drugs? Just being destructive. Listen, listen, listen. Being destructive to my own community. Listen, let me get the point out. Okay. Let me get the point out. Get your stuff off. You can't name 10 artists. Conversation. 10 black artists that do not talk about drugs, sex, or violence that are black artists. But you can name at least five right off the bat that are white that get out, that, that are on the charts or that are known. So you want me to name... Well, hey, there's your first thing for opportunity. Hold on, there's your first thing for opportunity right there. I got to name ten black rappers instead of the five white rappers. The reason and Mac Miller technically ten, talks about the drugs. reason why I say ten versus five. The reason why I say ten versus five is because we all know that there's, there's a more black rappers. group of white rap are rappers. There's a large group of black rappers. Black rappers are less likely to get on the radio though and get popping if they don't talk about three things. What white rapper has gone on the radio? talking about killing other white people. Zero is the exception of Eminem. Actually, yeah. Yeah, Eminem's the only white one I know that has about killing other white people and they're part of his family. Wait. Um, I gotta do some rap genius versus looking up real quick. Zero is the exception. I can't, hold on, let me try this. Let me try your challenge here. That don't talk about, now when we talk about drugs, do we talk about selling drugs? It's got to be or? selling drugs because they're okay. doing drugs everybody talks about. So, so push J. Cole. <laughs> J. Cole. Who? J. Cole. Okay. Drake. Okay. Kendrick. Okay. I think Kendrick, when Kendrick talks about selling drugs, right. he's not promoting selling drugs. I think that's what, that's what you're saying. 
the promotion of selling drugs. Correct. That's why I gave you Kendrick. Okay, Anderson Puck, because we just agreed that he is a rapper and a singer. He's my favorite, by the way. <laughs> Anderson Puck is he's that's, dope. okay. Then that's like calling Post Malone a rapper. Well, you said he was a rapper. So. No, Mike said he was a rapper. No, I didn't. I didn't say that. I didn't say he was a rapper either. That's well, Anderson I Puck. I didn't say he was a rapper. Okay, okay. We, I, we're, getting, we're getting lost I, in conversation. Um, so I'm on four. Mm-hmm. And and we're also saying rappers who I'm I'm thinking of the dream. Uh, I don't I don't. Think oh, hold on, Nicki Minaj. What rap about what killing people? They rap about selling drugs. No, I said drugs, sex, or violence. Oh, oh yeah. she talks about sex. Rhapsody. That's Nicki's whole thing. Rhapsody is like top one too. Rhapsody. Lil Sims is another one. That's another female rapper. Who was like second in album of the year? IDK, who got my album of the year? Um, Chica, another female artist that's dope. She's not big. Count that. No name, another female no, artist that's dope. You just said I had a name. Thing. No name doesn't make music anymore. Right. Take no name and take Chica off because Chica is not big. I just saw a list where Chica was a top rapper or top top album last year. Who knows her with the, with the exception of the small group of people like you and I? Chancellor Rapper. There we go. I was waiting on you to say Chance. Um, I got to get two more. D-Smoke. Nas doesn't really rap about that either. Nas. Used to, though. He used to, but that's 94. Like, he don't really. Yeah, but he didn't promote it. He rapped it like how Kendrick he raps. Stories. He rapped about really... it like Jay-Z he rapped he... about it. Like, he had to do it to survive. Jay-Z. No. You so can't, I can't count say artists that do that that have you can't count artists that have done it before. Count artists that have never done it. So mm -hmm. Kanye. <laughs> oh, sure. Kanye. There we go. Kanye's top one. <laughs> that's my, that might be eleven. Kanye's his first song off College Dropout. My people drug dealing just to get by. That's actually the second song, but yeah, fun times. What? <laughs> that's actually the second song. The first, the first song, song is uh, D-Ray saying he needs a song for the kids to sing. That's something beautiful. But that wasn't even a song. That was the the, the first official song was. That's true. There. That's true. You the got first, you. The first you got me there. Yeah. So that wasn't even a song. I appreciate you counting out all ten. It took you a while. There are some that no one has probably ever heard of. Right. There are a few. Like, I had to go off ones people heard of. Like Lil Sims you is debatable because I don't know no Lil, Lil Sims. Lil Sims is one of the top rappers in the world. She's not big in anywhere. And she was in a movie. She's not big anywhere. Yes, she is. She's big in like Britain or wherever she's from. You, did you hear this, Mike? She's big in Britain. And I mean, she's, she's in a movie. Stuff, but I'm not... Well, is she bigger than Rhapsody? Hold up. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Lil Sims is bigger than Rhapsody. Lil Sims got wow. album of the year on like seventy percent of that's for sure sites. But I definitely Rhapsody. She's dope. She's dope. She's dope. I, the bigger conversation, and you you brought up No Name. Uh, I, I think the uh, I don't want to shift from this conversation. So so carry on, and then I'll. Oh, no, we're already gone from the original conversation. So okay. you know, just just I'm go. To say, like I'm trying to say, it's like, do white rappers have privilege? And I, there's there's one just to play devil's advocate. Um, Y'all seen straight out of Compton, right? Yeah. yeah. Remember when they when they like took his disc, like took their disc and like just threw him out, and then Easy E was just like, "Well, they paid for it anyway. I don't care." <laughs> so whenever that scene made me say, "Hmm, I'll, let me just look up more NWA stuff," like everybody else was, and 
majority of the people, 80% of the people who bought NWA straight out of Compton album back in 88 were white. Right. 80% of the people, which it makes sense because most of our country is white. So like they're the primary consumers, which what I would imagine, which like kind of not really intentionally, but it just kind of happens. They're going to end up being probably the largest target audience because that's, that's the main people consuming. And that's where no name was basically saying she was having that cognitive dissonance of like, yo, I'm doing these shows. I'm talking about my my woes as a black person. And I look at my crowd and all I see is white people who I feel like I highly doubt can relate to what I'm talking about. So uh, that to me is like a, a conversation worth having because then that's when you talk about like record labels and like how hip hop is like branded and how uh, and like who's really consuming this music when Jada Kiss kind of says in uh, We Gonna Make It when he said dead rappers get better promotion uh, like the whole idea of just negativity being positive <laughs> for people's make accounts so that to me is more of a, a comp like that to me is a combo that I'd like to visit for sure <laughs> I, oh yeah we can do it and then something funny when you brought up the uh, that a majority of people buying rap, at least that I think it's still the same though. I think the suburbs <laughs> is like the, because the I think what it came down to was the people in the suburbs had money to go to the store and buy the albums, while the lower income areas they were bootlegging them. Right. I think it was like one of the original conversations. But you and know it's funny. Illmatic got bootlegged like five hundred thousand copies. Yeah. Crazy. You know, it's, you know it's funny to piggyback off that on something not related to music. That's kind of how anime took off because uh, Dragon Ball Z was made to target suburban white kids, but its audience was inner city youths, like 8 to 12, or the people that were actually watching it. Cartoon Network was like losing their mind about it. But that's just another fun fact. But anyways, back to the topic, there's no white privilege in rap. Either you got it or you don't. No, I, I, I still kind of like, I'm still in torn in the in between. Oh, hey, can I say something else though? Because we're talking about like the drug dealing rap and all that stuff. For sure. So out of the 10 people that I said, right, three of them are considered like the best of their generation. So does that just mean that maybe the more unique rap is the one that tends to stay longer than all the ones that kind of all sound the same? Absolutely. Uniqueness. Because even 50 Cent is dated if you listen to it now. Now, don't get me wrong. Some of the songs are still hidden, but it's it's kind of dated music. Look, uniqueness is what carries hip-hop. It, that, it, that that's it in itself. Hip-hop is created based off of its uniqueness. Uh, your abilities to put together verses on the fly, a freestyle outside with your friends and you just come out with a hit song right then and there no pen no paper maybe just a hand clap no music and you create a whole you create a whole 16 right there that's unique no other genre allows you to do that not r&b not rock not anything else allows you to the same type of creativity that hip-hop gives you so it's all based on every all these artists that, that are, are legendary have all had a a uniqueness about them that 
is unmatched. Our Waynes, our Jay-Zs, our Nas's, our DMX, our Eminem's, all of them have a uniqueness that no one else can touch, no matter what. No matter, no matter who comes in the midst of it, in between, Ja Rule does not touch DMX. Not even close. Uh, uh, um, what, a D-Smoke doesn't touch a Kendrick. Um, a Asheroth, a Yellow Wolf. Uh, oh, we forgot Asheroth. Asheroth. Yeah, we, and, and we forgot uh, Action Bronson. And we forgot Asher, Action Bronson, my Asher favorite Caucasian rapper. Asheroth <laughs> fell off because of the controversy between him and Eminem, though. The Asheroth had a brand as a college kid. And it and it then fell he got off. out of that brand, and then we didn't hear about him no more. It fell off hard. So he, 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 he was sleeping on the bread. That's what happened. So well, he's eating bread. He he has a show where he just travels, and he just eats at different places. And low key, it's perfect. Like it's it's perfect what what he's doing right now. But the, one well, of the reasons why he fell off. One of the reasons why he fell off is because he was getting too compared. He was getting compared to Eminem too much. Like there were a lot of articles and and radio stations when they hear Asher, they would go back and say, is he the new Eminem? Is he Eminem? Does he sound like Eminem? He raps like Eminem. And I even sent you a text message a couple of weeks ago or last week saying that he sounds like, like a youthful Eminem. Oh, like, hey, let, me, let me throw this out because I know we're going to run out of time. I don't want to cut you off. Let me cut you off. And that same video, though, about uh, Jack Harlow, I think it was in the video that the video that took off responded to. There was a one white rapper theory. And by you talking about Asher Roth, it just reminded me of that. Do y'all think that's true, that there can only really be one white rapper? Because who was, so Eminem was still making music when, or making music consistently when Asher Roth was around, right? Asher Roth was like an 09. Asher Roth's 09, Eminem is not making much. He's still making. But when did he make like relapse and all that? He made relapse in like 2012. What is he making in 2000? Hold on. I got a computer right here. He doesn't make anything in 2009. He does the, he does the, um. That's crazy. I literally had Asher Roth loaded up on my computer to talk about him. <laughs> he, has, he has the Forever song with, he has the Forever song with Drake, Wayne, and Kanye in 2009. Mm -hmm. I got the top 25 greatest white rappers in the world list, and Asher Roth was number 25. <laughs> And I was like, I've heard of these people. <clears throat> oh, LP. Hey, is LP in there? Yeah, LP is on there for sure. Yeah, he's great. He is great. Yeah, I just, I don't see it. I, I, I don't see it. Uh, I just don't see it. <laughs> but it's kind of inverted, though, because of, like, that Jadakiss line, a big reason why Black artists are so marketable is because of some of the things that come from them. You, it could be perceived as negative, drug, sex, uh, murder. And it's like a lot of the white rappers may not be talking about those things. And maybe I would even say it's just because we don't think about that when we think of white people, it could probably be a big reason why they're not as big. Uh, well, but it's like, it's inverted though. It's, it's, because it's not even for a positive, it's just, well, Cad, you remember White Jesus? Slim Jesus. Slim Jesus. Slim Jesus. Yeah, I saw him. I had him for my list today, too. Slim Jesus got booted. 
for for doing because there could only be one white rapper at a time. Hey, I'm looking at this and I think this theory is true. I don't know why it's Jesus true. Got Relapse came for, out in 2009. Jesus got booted for doing what black people rap for trying to rap about what black. Yeah, people. but he was also around with Mac Miller. They're gonna be one white rapper. No, he was doing drill music, talking about shooting. I know, but there can only be one. And, and Mac Miller made better music. What about ASAP Rock? When they found out that he really ASAP Rock guns, is like in the LP category. ASAP Rock's a dope artist. Listen, when they found out that Slim Jesus didn't shoot guns, they kicked him out. Now, if when they find out, when you find out that a black rapper doesn't shoot guns or anything like that, you're just like, oh, he's fake, but he still makes dope music. I'm gonna say it like this, bro. If I found out Young Gravy wasn't trying to be people's stepdads. I still would respect him as artist. Listen, you are sick. Lil Wayne has said too many times that he does not he's not associated with the gang. He doesn't he doesn't rap about I mean he isn't about street life, but yet he still raps about it and he's still glorified for well, it. Well, I hope Pusha T at forty four years old doesn't keep thinking he's Scarface. I hope but, he does it till he's seventy. But I think ASAP Rock both, is one of those anomalies. All right, but look, you said uh Brandon, you said uh one rap, one right rap at a time. Hey, that's what hey, I, I think it's one mainstream white rap. Yeah, person. that that was that was the conversation. Macklemore, Macklemore, Yellow Wolf. Even uh, I was about to say, what's this dude's name? But he's he's mixed. Logic. <laughs> oh, yeah, Logic. Logic. Uh, hey, so was, we didn't talk about Russ. He looked. Like I was him. gonna I was gonna name Russ earlier. Uh, but oh, yeah, Russ, oh, he's, he's oh, Macklemore, Yellow Wolf. Uh, uh, Mac Miller, like all these people were making music relatively around the same time, and they were all relatively big mm -hmm. around the same time. Like they maybe had, well, with the exception, maybe Macklemore, because of the the Grammy nod, you could say he was a step ahead in popularity. But I feel like Yellow Wolf was right up there in popularity outside yeah. of. The, and I would say, uh, who's out? Mac Miller, even though he was still coming up, he wasn't quite there yet to like 2018 where he really became mainstream um but they were there was still other white artists around that time making music collectively and now even even little dicky his first album was 2015 like and that's like his only album it's just been singles yeah so they've they've still been there's been rap uh white rappers making music around the same time and yeah and then that's just kind of but i don't but I think Kat, what Cat is specifically saying is white rappers into like one popular one. Oh no, we need to look into yeah. that theory. I, I, I just pulled that one out they there. We gotta look into that. Popularity one. at that time, right, like, right, right. Very similar. But like, I, I'm wondering. If you look at Yellow Wolf. Yellow Wolf is more underground. Like during this time, yeah, 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 he's yeah, a yeah, big yeah. rapper, but he's not mainstream. And uh, he's big, like in his area. I feel like he had his with logic. Logic is backpack rap at that point in time. It's not until later on that he comes out with. Yeah, but uh, logic isn't white. He's black. <laughs> logic is as black as J Cole. Like my man, Doctor Umar Johnson said, "If you have any black in you, you're black." Yep. <laughs> well, I don't know. I listen, listen. Side note, side topic. I don't know why Cat has been on this Dr. Umar for like the last couple of weeks now. I was listening to the Breakfast Club interview yesterday. The new one, the recent one. No, the 2017 one. Bro, okay, the yellow yeah, one. the he, good ones, the good ones. He can, yo, bro. You remember my friend? Remember our uh, Brad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, Bradford was on Dr. Umar's live one time. And I think he was trolling him in the comments. Dr. Umar blocked him. 
<laughs> he blocked him on IG. He, the rapper is blocked by Dr. Umar on IG. He can't see his social media at all. So. Dr. Umar Johnson. Hey, you got to watch the Gideon video with Dr. Umar Johnson, too. And yeah, you hey, got hey, I want to say what about Dr. Umar Johnson. I'm I'm Cadmar Johnson when it comes to uh, <laughs> how I feel about rap music and its destructive nature. Um, you're not, not hip hop rap. You're not the same. You're not in the same boat. But hey, Dada Umar was spitting bars. Just like whenever we talk about rap, I just need to make a video because it'll probably be like two hours long where I'm just spitting bars. Umar would, Dr. Umar would specifically say that hip hop needs to be a black genre only industry. No. Nope. Like, but these brothers talk about killing each other. That's not how we build from the black community. You need to follow No Context, Dr. Umar, his his Twitter page. His oh, I got I got to follow that. Black rap is funny. <laughs> hey man, um, back to Aesop Brock. He's an anomaly. He's just in the class by himself, and he's low key, and he stays very low key. Yeah, he has an album that has only like how many words repeating? Do y'all know? I'll talk. Mm -mm. It's it's ridiculous. It's only maybe like 50 repeating words in the whole album. That page will tell you. Hip-hop by the numbers? Yeah, and it's like I, A, the. Like, it's those words. Right. Words of Kip. <laughs> and you can put slug in white rappers, even though he's mixed from atmosphere. But he's an anomaly. You're, you're, but now you got, now you're getting into, now you get underground. underground artists where the world, the world is vast and wide, and you can be as great as you want to be, just based off of streams alone. We're not talking mainstream. Hey, you know, this is somebody that's nice to listen to since we're talking about Dr. Umar, uh, Killer Mike. If y'all ever get a chance to listen, Killer to Mike him. is great. Yeah. Watch the jewels. I mean, run the jewels. They're yeah. great. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Killer Mike is great to listen to. Have y'all heard of um, Token? Yeah. yeah. He's big on social media. What y'all think about him? He's all right. Yep. He might be in that boat. <laughs> he might be in that boat. Him and the dude, the other dude from Philly, that's on, uh, he was like on Sway a lot. He looks like Token. Hold on. I got you. Have y'all heard of Hoodie Allen? Nope. Hoodie Allen isn't like a rapper, though. But Hoodie Allen is like a perfect example of privilege. It's Hoodie Allen. He's perfect. That's a perfect example. How's he? Uh, how you never even? You I know who the is. He's from like MySpace days. But how is he of privilege? No, he fits in that mediocre music. But how's he, he of privilege? He came with um, like when Asher Roth came out with "I Love College," there was like frat boy rap, and I'd say Hoodie Allen's one of the frat boy raps. But how is he of privilege? Oh, because he makes mediocre music. But no one's heard of him, really. So, right. No, no, no. He was big, he he was big in my business. He was big in my business. He hasn't so, blown up off of off of media. MySpace was 2008. How many rappers are still around from 2008 that's not one of the greats? So he, you're saying because he still makes music. Does Hitty Allen he, still make music? He dropped the album in 2019, whatever USA. Oh, I ain't listening to that. See, uh, that's what I'm saying. See, and I don't know what's the last album you heard from him, uh, but if it was from MySpace days, then like I, I can't even look at that as white privilege. Because if it's, that's like just an error, or if it's just because it was MySpace, then like that was just a time. It's it is not long lasting. Have yeah. y'all heard of Diddy? Uh, that's like that's like little. Heard of who? 
Vinny Paz. No. Nope. Are these the top 25? This is top 25. <laughs> and there's some people. Booby Allen made top 25? Those are those are some of the names that I've never heard of. So the, there are some names that make sense. Paul Wall, that makes sense. Oh, is John Bellion in there? Uh, John Bellion. John Bellion is super dope, super talented. He's a white guy. He's a rapper? Yeah. I didn't look at him as a rapper. I thought he was, like, more of a singer. Nah, he raps. But he did write songs for, like, Christina Aguilera and stuff like that. But, you know, he's a rapper. He's, he's dope. Okay. Gotcha. Well, let's go ahead and wrap this up. Hold on, man. Let me get this name for this white rapper on Swift. In the meantime, in the meantime, Mr. Mike Thomas, it was a pleasure having you on the show with us, as it has always been. Now, before we get off, uh, how is fame going? How is fame coming along, the vision? Yo, it's coming together real nice, man. So right now, I'm doing a lot of just connecting with people, um, getting to know of different non-for-profits, different businesses in Harlem, and just just getting to know people, really. That, that's it. I'm realizing more and more in the non-for-profit space that it's all about relationships, like you could start a business, but if nobody knows you, no one's gonna care. So it's it's really just been about building relationships with people and serving. Uh, one thing that I do, um, and this is definitely gonna be the vision of fame, a, a part of fame is I'm teaching financial literacy at a middle school here in East Harlem. And uh, that's been great. And also we've expanded. I'm also now teaching it at my old high school in the Bronx. So we're teaching financial financial literacy in two schools, which is really, really dope. And that's like the stuff that I really, you know, I, I still am passionate about education, obviously, but the important stuff, things that really matter. <laughs> um, so that's been really, really fun to do. And just volunteering, you know, just volunteering at different places, showing people that you care um, and you're not just here to just say, hey, this is what I do. So let me fit in in some type of way versus, hey, how can I help? Um, and that's that's pretty much what my posture has been over this last year. So that way, when fame starts, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, we already know what you do. We know what you're about. And we've seen your, your character and all that. And that's kind of what I'm banking on. Um, so, yeah. So shout out to, again, shout out to the wifey for being gone for three weeks so I could <laughs> do some more stuff and, like, set up some... Uh, EIN numbers and get all the legal stuff out the way. So yeah, it's going pretty good. Also, quick question: What y'all think about this lighting? Y'all like this? I like it. It's majestic. The, <laughs> the purples with the darks and the little red in the back. Mm -hmm. It makes the it makes the camera the front camera. I'm guessing is what you're using it makes it looks really good. Like it's really focusing on you pretty good. It does. It does. It blends in. It blends. It gets you well. I feel like moonlight. Uh, that 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 covered. Yeah, uh appreciate it. I just I was like, let me just try some stuff out and see how it looks. So I like and it. We need to we need to get that set up. And for those who are unfamiliar with fame, uh explain to them what what fame is, what it stands for. Fame is an acronym. It's gonna stand for family, arts, music, and education. All the things that me and my wife were passionate about and us as teachers we know what it's like to want to do more for kids, but you just can't because of, you just can't. There's just so much red tape. So we wanted to do something that encompassed everything that we're passionate about. 
and where we can help people in different areas, not just in the classroom, but out the classroom and in finances and uh, uh, in the arts and music, all that stuff. So that's where you see the lyric breakdown, those type of videos. And eventually we're going to start doing uh, financial videos as well, like quick, quick stuff. I don't want to reveal too much. Uh, or oh, the barbershop video, I consider that art, you know. So yeah, that kind of stuff. I'm just trying to build like a Rolodex of things that fame is going to be. But I had to pull back because life got crazy. But we're going to get it rolling this year for sure. Okay. Okay, did you find out your information? Marlon Craft is his name. Marlon Craft. Him and Token look very similar. Gotcha. All right, can you put Cat on the hot seat real quick? Go for it. Okay, hot seat. He owes you owe me a remix, sir. Strong as Ruby. You yeah, said yeah, 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 yeah. And that's our show for tonight. That's my co-host, Sish. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got it. I got new sounds actually. Saturday, and I was actually working on remixes yesterday. No, it's there, man. I got it written down. It's hitting Spotify. But I got new sounds. I just want to make sure everything's good there. I got you. I got, I got you. you. I'll send you rough drafts and all that. Cool, cool, cool. And lastly, and lastly, Mr. Mike Thomas, what is what is in store for 2022 for you, for your music, for everything going on? Fame is coming out this year. More music coming out in the summertime. Um, I'm working on music that I really want to just uplift my friends. I want to uplift my neighborhood. So there's two songs that I, I wrote, and I'm excited to record them. I actually already recorded them. I just I know I need to re-record them though. I made some edits already. So uh, there's two 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 joints that I got that I'm gonna release over the summertime, and I'm excited, man. It's gonna it's gonna be for everybody. It's gonna be for everybody. And where can they check you out at? Apple Music, Spotify. Anywhere where you stream, you, you can find it. Amazon Music. Uh, this uh, The ones that nobody used but your grandmother because that's just all they know. Yeah, that one. Yeah, that one. Yeah, we there too. Hey, you know LimeWire is coming back. LimeWire. Yo, if I end up on LimeWire, I made it. LimeWire is coming <laughs> back. <laughs> I made it. Yeah, and also my socials, basically everything is Mr. Mike Thomas. Twitter is Mr. Mike Thomas, but the mic is with two E's. Instagram, Mr. Mike Thomas. Uh, TikTok, Mr. Mike Thomas. All the same. Yeah, for people listening, I'll put them in the description. So, I'll be there. Y'all can just click it. Well, once again, it is always a pleasure having you uh, a part of the show with us. Can't wait to have you again. Um, but as always, that is our time world. We appreciate y'all being here with us and tuning in for this great conversation. I couldn't have, I, I couldn't say that we, I couldn't, I, we couldn't have had a better week to close out on than this conversation right here. This is, this was, this was a treat. Uh, if yesterday was fantastic for all those who watched yesterday's episode, this one was definitely the icing on the cake. Uh, so we appreciate you being a part of it. And we do this for one reason one reason only as always and it is because we love you and with that being said i am your host once again hitch montana with my co-host you know what it is man podcast marv albert just two guys doing the show from their mom's basement check us out 
Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts. Uh, we're actually going to experiment, I think, with this one because apparently we can put video podcasts on Spotify now. So yes, if you're can. seeing us, hi. If you're listening, thank you for listening. But it's your boy, Cadmium. Peace. Peace out, world. Bye, Christmas, sorry. Ha, 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 ha.